how are you? Welcome back to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. Today I'm going to keep the introduction very short and sweet because quite frankly I don't think that my guest needs that much of an introduction. Today I'm sharing my conversation with the lovely Fee from She Can She Did which is also a brand that is set to not be She Can She Did anymore which I'm super excited about but I feel like for me this guest has made me kind of come full circle. So Fee was one of the first lovely ladies that I reached out to when I went self-employed just over two years ago. Her midweek mingles was the probably one of the best events I went to and one of the first kind of networking-y type event but it wasn't you know, old men in grey suits. I was greeted at the door with a hug and a a gin and tonic and watched a panel of incredible guests and I loved it so much I had to go to another one. So I'll be welcoming those back when when they start again. But in this conversation, me and Fee went very, very deep. She shared a lot of kind of personal struggles, challenges and all of that great stuff. So if you find this useful, then please do give it a share and tag both myself and Fee. And yeah, I hope you find it useful. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the lovely Fiona Grayson. Okay. Hello, lovely Fee. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I am so excited I know I genuinely am so ready for a ramble I'm, I'm like in that mood yes. Lorna I just feel like let's get it all out I mean I'm not being funny you know you're gonna have it with me don't you <laughs> it's all for England it's true we were just we were just talking about the fact that I feel like I've come full circle because you were literally one of the first people that I messaged when I went self-employed and your midweek mingle was one of the first events I ever went to as well. Oh, I love that so much. I literally, I can't wait to bring the mingles back. I'm so ready to um, natter and like hug people and just, yeah, have a have a good chat in person again. It feels like actual lifetime ago, doesn't it? Yeah, and have a lovely gin on the way in as well. Absolutely. Bring on the gin, bring on the natters. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So before we jump into the conversation, um, with every single guest that I have on the podcast, I like to give them a challenge of introducing themselves as a person rather than as a business in 30 seconds or less. And if you go over the 30 seconds, because I do have a stopwatch, no pressure. If you go over the 30 seconds, I'm so stressed. I'm literally so stressed. Yeah, donation tomorrow. It's going to be fine. Yes. Okay. You have been pre-warned. Yeah. Like, have you practiced? I, I know I know you're quite like freaking out, but have you I haven't it? that's the thing. That's I think that's why I'm stressed. I have I, I literally um checked my diary about half an hour ago and then I saw your initial email and I was like, shit, she's gonna ask me to do the 30 second thing. So I was like, oh god, what who am I without the business? And then I was like, okay, no, I've got a few things. So let's have let's have a go. You've got this, V. You've got it. Right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for anyone listening I can literally I'm looking at my reflection right now I'm going redder and redder <laughs> okay let's do this say what is it a three redder. two one I need all the seconds I can have yeah I can give you a three two one yeah. that's that's fine ready mm-hmm. three two one go 
My name is Fiona Elizabeth Grayson. I'm 28 years old. I grew up in Buckinghamshire, massive country girl at heart. Um, I'm so much, I'm like happiest when I'm surrounded by fur babies. So I've got Hector and Humphrey, Golden Retrievers, and then Hebe and Horatio cats. I have a thing for alliteration. So I grew up with more Mabel, Maisie, Midnight and Megan. Um, I am addicted to leftovers. So my boyfriend knows that, and my family, everyone that knows me knows to leave leftovers in a pan. I always have to go back for seconds. Work is uh, work means so much to me. It always has done through school, uni. Um, now I'm my own boss. Didn't really know that I was ever going to do that. How long have I got left? Ah! Um, but I just as long as I'm doing things that matter to me and feel like I'm making an impact, then I am yeah happy. Um, and that's about it. Ah! Did I do it? Fair. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, it's so stressful. I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, God. How, how long do you think that was? Honestly. Uh, I don't know, 35? Wowzers. So 30 seconds isn't as long as people think it is. Fiona Grayson, you did it in 52 seconds. Shut up. Really? <laughs> Like I said earlier, though, like I said earlier, there are worse things to be donating to the mind. So, hundred percent. And I think you've got a very valid point in there about work being so important to you. And I think that's incredibly. Um, it's it, you can just tell. You can just tell it's really important to you, and you have to do things that actually matter to you, which is obviously going to form a very large part of our conversation today. But I definitely learned some things about you. I thought you, I genuinely thought you were like a year or two older than me. We're the same age. Are we? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, 20, I'm August baby. Like, I'm a Leo. Oh, you're a little baby. Yeah. When, when are you? I'm January. What's that? Capricorn? Aquarius? Capricorn. Capricorn. Yeah. I don't actually, I, I'm really bad. Like, what is that? And what kind of sign is that? Like, fire? I mean, I know it's not fire, is it? Who knows? Oh, <laughs> no, it's not, not it's not my thing. Oh my gosh. No. Uh, see, I'm like literally like I just love being a Leo. Like fire sign all the way. <laughs> but yeah, oh that's so cool though. So did you I'm gonna have to go and Google that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I um I do love a I do love a good horoscope. I'm that person that's like um I say to my boyfriend, I'm like, oh blah blah blah, my horoscope this month, and he's like, Fee, it's a load of bull. Like just so, it gives you something to dream in, right? <laughs> and um, can we talk about the leftover situation? What kind of are we talking like all kinds of leftovers or like so, just specific? No, no, no. So, like, my appetite, everyone that knows me, my appetite is not like it's just never been normal. So, even when I was like little, I blame my parents. I remember being um, in restaurants when I was little, and you know, when waiters and waitresses are like, um, Oh, do you want the kids' menu? My dad would always be like, Oh, don't be silly. And then he'd always ask for the adult one. And then it just meant that I've just eaten like loads since I was little. So, I just, uh, yeah, no, I remember being at uni, like all my, all my girlfriends, we'd all sit and cook together, eat together. And they just know to just pass. We used to, I don't know why, we always used to eat in bowls. God knows why. And they just slowly but surely just start passing their bowls down to wherever I was sitting. (laughs) So I'd eat my food and then 
for lots of leftovers. <laughs> so yeah. I've got so much time for that. That's amazing. Because you're so petite. No, you are so petite. I work out though. And I feel like if I didn't, I genuinely the thing is, I always caveat it with the fact that again, blame my parents, but it's a good thing. I was never allowed like 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 like, like I I remember you know Cadbury's fudge bars. Like they were my weakness. Yeah. But other than that, like I just my my had the world's most boring lunchbox. Like my best friend in primary school used to have Chocolate spread, like Nutella sandwiches, pom bears, Sunny Delight. And I'd always have like a ham sandwich and an apple or something. But my point <laughs> is, it's like I love good food. So what I'm eating is not like, it's not like load. Yeah, I don't know. But I eat shit loads of it. It's bad. You're eating a lot of good stuff. Yes. Which is good. Yes. Which is good. So personal bit over and having learned a lot from you. <laughs> <laughs> in the 52 seconds sorry about that um <laughs> what do you do for a business fee tell us about your business i am the founder of a company called she can she did um we are the uk's first benefits program for female business owners that being said i know this goes live on the 21st of april uh, so next week we are rebranding after coming up to four years to a different name um and repositioning slightly but adding a networking arm into the business and it's just a lot more mission-led I've done quite a lot of work over the past year especially just really honing in on like what I want this to stand for and everything and like a real collective mission like I'm handing over a lot of responsibility to our customers who are female business owners to be part of something a bit bigger and actually take responsibility to be part of the conversation that if I'm you know my personal mission is to really like help level the uh, business landscape and provide so much more tangible security, provide so much more honest and transparency to the conversation, et cetera, et cetera. But I also feel like it's it's a group responsibility, some of that, you know, to create systemic change in terms of, I know I'm rambling here, but with the business landscape, say, you know, that's a, a collective mission there. Like, um, so 100% you can't you can't conquer that on your own none of us can so we have to do it collectively yeah definitely. and I just I just bloody love everything about she can she did and I think you know having mentioned it before your one of your midweek ringles was one of the first events I ever went to and I think it was in was it in Camden in London yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was absolutely pouring it down I was absolutely shitting my pants because I didn't know anybody I didn't even know where I was I didn't know where the event was that venue's an absolute nightmare to find right I remember going to view it and I was like Camden how hard have you been it says it's two minutes away from the station so we're we're central and uh yeah no that was that was a nightmare (laughs) my bad (laughs) (laughs) I just remember walking in like am I in the right place and you were like oh hi here's a gin and I was like I'm in the right place. Yeah. I'm good. I'm golden. And it was just such a nice environment. And it was just, you know, everyone was there, open-minded with the same kind of, just, we all wanted to get the same from it. And we just wanted to be there as a collective. And I think that was my first, you know, experience of She Can, She Did. And I just think you've just developed that so, so much. So I'm so interested in what's going to come next week so interesting (laughs) thank you um no honestly the mingles are 
Yeah, they're just, I think that's it. I think part of this rebrand is really tying in all of that side of the business because when the the benefits program only launched in September 2020 but she can she did has been going since August of 2017 and it started really naively I was 25 and it just started with this like mission to kind of provide more honesty and just debunk this kind of girl boss hype stuff on online that was gaining so much momentum without actually talking about what actually goes on behind the scenes to launch a business and it was so much fun like I just travel around the country chat to all these amazing women and thankfully like they opened up to me about they were just so amazing opening up to me about the realities I'd faced and then the mingles came in and I was just very much like okay um, I know that one of the biggest things holding young women back from launching a business is this lack of unintimidating networking opportunities so then it was like okay how can I bring how can I solve that basically? And so it's like, well, let's not call them networking opportunities, networking events for starters. Let's call them mingles. Get loads of gin, partner with loads of brands, et cetera, et cetera. But then as as I kind of got more and more invested into She Can She Did and the, the network started growing, I also and and also I got older, I started really understanding firstly the responsibilities that come hand in hand with saying you're running a platform to support female business owners like what does that actually mean and also like I became more and more aware of actually the realities of the business landscape as well and so then I found myself really kind of going to the opposite end of the spectrum and you know that's where the benefits program came in like actually providing tangible security like we you know pensions free health cover all of that kind of stuff but now and I'm I'm so glad we've got that now. That's like there's some substance there. But I do think that when we launch the benefits in September, there's a disconnect about all the other stuff as well. So now when we move over to the new name, I think it's just and, and obviously add the digital networking element in. It's not going to be a Facebook group. Don't worry. I know loads of people exist, <laughs> um, but a different uh, platform um, I'm so excited about using. But when we add that in as well and move over to the new name, my I'm rewriting the copy now and I'm just having so much fun with it because it's bringing all of that fun stuff because it is running a business. Like I'm very aware when I talk about the honesty and stuff, there's a lot of doom and gloom because it's bloody hard work, but it also is so incredible. So it's like bringing that side of the business and combining the tangible security stuff and meeting in like a happy medium that's like, very purpose-driven but also let's let's have a bit of fun again (laughs) you know yeah and I think that's the thing isn't it I think sometimes it can just it almost comes across as it's got to be serious Mm. and I think even I've noticed in myself like completely you know irrelevant right now like completely off topic but even in terms of when I was rereading your open letter to female business owners and the kind of the talk about Instagram it's so apparent but then I think for me, over the last couple of months, I've noticed a switch in myself because I'm not, I'm not taking this seriously. And, you know, when we talk about engagement and numbers and all of that kind of stuff, which we'll get onto, I've noticed that actually I get more from it when I'm having fun. Yeah. And I've kind of now got this mentality of like, I don't really give a fuck if I don't get any likes. I'm going to dance in front of a camera as a reel. People are going to laugh at it. And I'm, more importantly, I'm laughing at myself and I'm having fun with it because... Yeah. Running a business is too friggin' hard anyway. Like, why are we making it harder? Yeah, no, it's so true. Like, I had that conversation with myself over the Christmas holidays and really, like, said to myself in January, like, who am I actually doing this for? Like, every single step of the business, 
who who this is my business and I want to be running a business that I want to be running you know so it's really yeah. easy sometimes to do all of these things because that's what you're supposed to do and play the game like uh, I'm sure we'll come on to like this whole thing around success and everything and it's like who am I so I said to myself you know like who am I actually doing this for and is it making me happy does it actually bring me joy and if those two things aren't for me obviously it's for a female business owners but also me I'm one of them and is it making me happy if it's not doing either of those things then no it's not that I don't want to add that to my business no matter how many people say oh have you thought about doing this have you thought about doing that yeah 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 but like there's a person at the helm of that business and yeah it's just so easy to sort of get caught up in oh I should be doing this so and so is doing that blah 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 and it's just it's all bull goodness me we need to ban the word should it's really (laughs) starting to piss me off we shouldn't we don't have to do anything like do what you want to do like there's no shoulds do you weird question did that kind of come out of the back of the pandemic or is that kind of something that you think would have happened regardless of being stuck at home (laughs) working in the same room as your partner and (laughs) um do you know what the past year as I'm sure it has for everyone like it probably is a lot to do with that but I think I had never really burnt out like that phrase gets like chucked around loads nowadays but in September, I wasn't sleeping at all. And I've always had a really good relationship with myself in terms of like, just looking after myself and my head and my body and all of that kind of stuff. But I was so stressed. And also really like I've openly talked about the fact that the launch of the benefits program didn't go as well as I'd hoped it would. And I yeah I just wasn't sleeping and that just took such a massive toll and then you re- and it was first time in my kind of career where I'd really like questioned like oh shit do I am I am I deluded like do, like I'd always kind of bought into yeah. this idea that if if you believe in something enough and you work hard for it it will pay off and like ultimately that September's launch didn't go as well as I'd hoped and because I wasn't sleeping, you just start, yeah, questioning everything. And I think that really forced me to go, okay, you need to look after yourself, like in terms of like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself, blah, blah, blah. So then it, that's when that whole, is it making me happy, like came into it. But then I also think like, just generally, I think knowing I don't I don't know yet but to to answer your question I think it was partly um partly pandemic just the big kind of big thinking it's forced us all to do but also just partly like experience post burning out for the first time yeah you would you probably would have got there anyway Mm -hmm. regardless of pandemic maybe not in the time frame but random question probably more so because it's going through my head was the benefits program always the plan for she can she did or was that something that you kind of said this isn't this needs to be solved we need to to, you know support small uh, self-employed women yada 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 and then came up with the incredible it is such an incredible idea thank you it's such a great help I'm really so I need to get better (laughs) um yeah the so let's get this straight so I I launched in August 2017 with the I was just traveling left, right and center for the interviews. And because the focus was on the realities behind the scenes, I very quickly got to grips with the challenges 
across the board for female business owners and that that echoed my own experiences as someone that walked away from a very like decent corporate career to push the job very push yeah. job um, <laughs> and and so the benefits program popped into my head in June of 2018 but me being me being ambitious and also kind of buying into that like what does success look like thing I thought straight away okay if I'm going to get this off the ground there's 1.7 million self-employed women in the UK I need to get investment to do this properly because it doesn't exist right now and I was so worried about you know if I launch with an MVP you know someone with money would come along and pick up the idea and run with it before I had the chance to get legs so I pitched to a VC for the first time on my 26th birthday in 2018 in the August um they said love the idea but you know no and in hindsight uh, about four days later and I remember in hindsight uh, in, in hindsight now sorry oh my god I'm so I so understand why they said no because I literally just went <laughs> and just pitched this idea like with n- next to no understanding really of like how I'd make it happen um but then about six weeks after that just through chance um I was speaking to angel investors they uh it was a group of four men um it was such a random connection they offered to invest but wanted 40 percent of the business so I said no and I remember being so crushed by that uh fast forward 2019 I went through some stuff in my personal life so all of that kind of big picture stuff I just withdrew from but just focused on the mingles the podcast etc and then at the start of 2020 I was talking to a female investor that I'd actually met when I first started she can she did she was lined up to go she was so amazing and then when we went into lockdown her business took a massive hit and she skyped me it was after I'd got off one of the daily we can we will podcast recordings we jumped on um, not skype zoom and she basically said you know that her business had took a massive hit it was a global business because uh, of lockdown and pulled out but she stayed on the phone for about an hour and just was like fee you have to get this off the ground now like this female business owners need more support more than ever but I had about two and a half grand in my bank and I'd been going for between 120 150k and I and I remember just getting off that call and it was the first time I was like I am it was so weird I remember just being so gutted that she pulled out but also like I'm speaking to women every single day at the moment that are telling me how they are pivoting their business because of lockdown and I'm doing this daily podcast series but I want to get this thing off the ground and then it was a case of like I remember saying to my boyfriend I think I'm going to do this like just start small and yeah just it literally became that and what we launched within September 2020 it was just so many a five six months of uh, zoom calls with all the different brands just pitching this thing um and just saying you know like this doesn't exist and female business owners like there's a reason that landscape is so skewed they need to think about things like they need more security right and um they just yeah they backed it and we launched um with this yeah this wordpress website um and i i had amazing help of some women along the way that had come to the mingles um and i've met that way so they helped with like the marketing and the design and stuff and yeah just such an mvp but 
Yeah, I don't. That was that was the question, wasn't it? But about has it or did it come out of nowhere? So no, it came out of <laughs> recurring to us. So sorry. This is why I was so stressed about that bloody thirty second thing because I love a ramble. Oh, you're probably like everyone switching off. Like, you ramble away. <laughs> you absolutely ramble away. It's fascinating, and actually, like it's you've given me more insight than I would have been able to question. But that's it's interesting because I think so many of us kind of have this. You know, in your mind, you kind of you would have gone. Well, if I was you. I would have gone, I want X amount. This is how I'm going to get it. You've gone and pitched to somebody. And hindsight's a beautiful fucking thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's like you sit in there saying, now I know why they didn't invest. Yeah. But actually, you wouldn't probably be going through this rebrand. You wouldn't be doing all of this stuff now if they had said yes. 100%. And all of that stuff happening is such a kicker. And I can only, I can't even begin to imagine, let's face it, what that feels like. I've Everybody that listens to the podcast knows that I've got a really big thing about money. The thought of asking somebody for 150 grand, I'm I'm clenching right now. <laughs> it's weird though, isn't it? It's like that whole conversation around money. Like I'm I'm slowly starting to get better, but yeah, I know what you mean. But then again, yeah. like again, and that goes back to the uh, landscape, and then that's yeah. where I think just starting to like educate myself on like why why we feel uncomfortable about, about talking about money do you know what I mean like that to me it's only in the past probably 12 months where it's like oh, of course we'd feel uncomfortable about money because the whole conversation around money for women is completely different and geared completely differently to the way it is towards men and I've only literally yeah. started knowing that and then you can kind of piece it together about what we've been taught or what we weren't taught in school and what we read in magazines and how it's tailored towards us to make us feel uncomfortable you know and make us feel like it's a taboo topic and that's that's why I feel like that you know as as I've kind of understood the responsibilities more of what comes hand in hand with running a business for women that's why I think I went to the complete other end of the spectrum as I sort of yeah. Um, do you know what I mean it's just it's bonkers like it really is and it's that um, whole kind of it's that it's that when it's talked about a, a guy that has a lot of money is successful but a woman is almost kind of disregarding her you know her uses as a mother or whatever it might be and it's almost like it's just that conversation and I think it is one of those that's really really important and one of the stats I pulled off of one of your letters um and off your website is around self-employed men earn 49% more than self-employed women each week and that's just nuts that's not cool Mm. and you know going back to that you kind of saying it's got to be a collective it's got to be a joint effort you you fee you can't be the one that's like I'm going to fix this (laughs) (laughs) and if that's that's, stood there with your pitchfork (laughs) (laughs) don't honestly the number of people that call me an ogre after Shrek um uh, what was I gonna say like no exactly that's it though like it, it really is it's um it's it is it requires like it, yeah it's not just on a bank to fix it's not just on a business to fix it's literally a conversation that requires all of our input and I think when we move over to the uh, business we're launching next week it's like all of that is geared towards the fact that if you become a part of that you're part of I think something that has a much bigger like collective purpose so that's what I'm really hoping for and I also I only I only am honing in on people that want to be that so no pressure either way but you know what I mean the people that join that I'm um, I'm really yeah I'm really excited about what we can 
the conversations that we can have. Yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, I obviously wanted you to be a guest regardless, but one of the reasons was behind the fact of you wrote a five part series of an open letter to female business owners. Mm. And I think I've read them more than I've read any other blog posts in the last three years. Like <laughs> it's not, I'm not a re I'm not, a, I'm not a blog reader. I'm a book reader, not a blog reader. It just, I think, and it, it became very apparent in the, I think it was uh, part five where you kind of said, you mentioned about short attention spans and we're blaming it all on this, this kind of thing. And I was like, Oh my God, she's just called me out. And she's not <laughs> even talking to me. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> but I think it was every single one of them had seriously good points and I think thinking about the type of business owner that listens to this podcast there's a lot that they could take away from it so first and foremost anybody that's listening I implore you to go and read that five-part series I haven't had that word in so long implore Implore. bloody hell I love that I'm gonna start using that I I implore you oof (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and um sorry carry on <laughs> yeah I just <laughs> totally it's fine I like that um <laughs> but I think if we could like talk through you know where did that where did the idea for that five-part series come from and like what what sparked it because I think there are so many as I say there's so many kind of valid points in there from the fact of you know you can build a business that's not just on Instagram and how you were getting kind of props for interviewing people that had massive followings and people saying are you smashing it but to you and I I, I've done exactly the same thing and again I felt quite called out but I've had incredible conversations with people that don't even have Instagram Mm. and it's not it's no less you know they're no less successful Mm. so you know what what caused you what sparked that series um it's a good question I where do I start? I think what sparked it in the moment. So I spent January completely off Instagram writing. It wasn't a comfortable series to write because I am so much better articulating myself through words, like typing it down and getting it out of my head. But the, the process was messy. And um, because it's just like, what do I actually want to say here? But it goes back to 2017 and why I launched this thing. And you know, she can she did started because of the rise of the girl boss movement, which in on the one hand is incredible. I am so behind this idea to inspire more women to launch businesses and let them know that it's a possibility. But what bothered me so much and still bothers me so much about how running a business is portrayed on social media is how dishonest it is, how glossy it is, and just makes out you know, people, it's, of course, you talk about achievements. And of course, you talk about the successes, because ultimately, like, that's so exciting. But it's also so important that you kind of really strip back and say what's what you've been through to get there, because it's giving this completely warped view of what running a business looks like. So what you find is that then all of these women, like, leave their corporate, leave, leave safe jobs, or go from school and launch businesses to kind of have that lifestyle and get there and then suddenly go hang on a second this is so hard like what is is it just me like why 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 is it this hard why am I not earning millions and 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 that for me is the key point because it's almost it's you then start doubting yourself yeah exactly when actually running a business 
is bloody hard work and it has the potential to be incredible. You hold the reins, you can make a whatever impact you want to make and that has, you know, the world is your oyster. Like you can set your goals high and, and go for it. But it also comes with so much sacrifice, so much discipline, so much doubt, ups and downs. And it, yeah, it's just, it's never as plain sailing, right? So there was this whole thing from 2017. Um, and there was also um, a good friend of mine is a high profile influencer. So I've got a real, really good understanding of the actual reality, good, bad, horrendous, ugly side of large profiles online and being really worried as again with that as the responsibility as the kind of she can she did grew and I've really felt that responsibility of running a platform like that knowing that all of these women are kind of jumping in sharing their private lives all of this being on their stories day in day out letting us in on their world I think that again it's a huge disconnect as those platforms grow what you are opening yourself up to online and I don't think that that's a uh I don't think the um argument there should be for them to withdraw from that at all like you have every right to be whoever you want to be online but just an awareness that of how dark the internet can be I think that 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 doesn't come through at all like people throw around you know things like trolls and um tattle or whatever it is and and I don't think until it happens to you, you're fully prepared. So there was always that from the beginning, always. But then why this year? Because after three and a half years, Instagram comes up in every pretty much every conversation of like one of the challenges and just being really fed up with that, just being really kind of like, you know, really fed up with the narrative that running a business like that our worth is so attached to this app when there's a whole world out there and I know so many business owners that are so successful that don't use that so just really trying to get that across and it's not even just that they just don't use Instagram it's that they're just they're showing up where they need to show up right so part of your part of your letter was you know if you're b2b go on LinkedIn like you don't need to all kind of like it's almost like it's become an obsession yeah it's really it's just it's it's just um yeah really really bonkers like and and again like you mentioned the number when I interview someone with a big following I get so many messages for you're smashing it like as if you got them blah 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 and I'm kind of thinking like they have don't get me wrong I wouldn't have asked to interview them if I didn't think they were doing a great job at whatever business they're in but then I've also interviewed women like I said that weren't on Instagram or have a thousand followers say that are actually doing incredible things and making such a positive impact on the world and to me they are just as inspiring as people with a million two million followers like it genuinely shouldn't be a thing and yet yet it is and it and that to me is where it becomes a real kind of we need to talk about this because if you're attaching your worth to that number there's a there's a really big issue like it's it sucks you in and it's just like no we need to just kind of get a bit more perspective like you said like you know if you're if you run a coffee shop or you're a one woman band and realistically you actually only have 
the capacity to have 10 clients a month or something, you do not need 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 followers. You just don't. And yet it just becomes this thing where we kind of like, yeah, just kind of gravitate. That's the goal. Forward. Yeah. And it's just, it's a weird world. I just find, I just find it really, uh, I just, yeah, I just really wanted to cut through the noise. I had a lot to say about it. <laughs> It's just, it is, I think it's one of, it's a serious conversation that needs to be had. And I think it's come up time and time again in my past interviews and when I've kind of done solo episodes, because I'm genuinely concerned about the world that we're creating, because I've got three young nieces. I've got a niece that's 15, one that's 10, and one that's eight months old. And I'm like, I am not that privy, thankfully, to trolls and abuse and cancel culture but I see it and I don't want to be a part of it Mm. and I hate to think that my 15 year old niece who's now on Instagram which scares the crap out of me anyway is now privy to that world Mm. like that it just doesn't sit well with me and like you say it just kind of it's almost like this weird goal that we've all been given rather than we've chose to like go after ourselves it's like I want 10k followers the amount of people I talk to like I want 10k followers and I'm like yeah but why give me a valid reason why and then we'll talk about it mm-hmm. until you can do that you don't want 10k th- followers yeah it's pointless 100% it's really strange and then you kind of see like the same another th- reason why I wrote it when I did was because of all the different trends coming out and like the scramble to keep up with those trends and again it's 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 twofold I, I never want to make it I think there is a I wrote that series for people that find navigating Instagram stressful like that was my audience so I, I'm so aware that there's some people that love it and it wasn't aimed at them so I always want to make that clear because it is a really powerful business app like if you want to play the game and you enjoy it and you find it fulfilling absolutely like it's a re- it is a really powerful business tool um but I think my worry was that I was suddenly just from the like echo chambers I found myself in online bombarded with the same content from all these brands saying the exact same thing just trying to keep up with the new um uh what would you call them new trends on 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 that they've released you know what I mean what are they called that they release new updates and then it's kind of I think just just to kind of you know get more followers and and boost the algorithm and stuff and I get that but then I kind of think like at what cost is it coming like you know do do you actually need the what you're putting out there when you're kind of talking about you know pointing around your favorite foods or whatever do does your business actually need that and and I think the point I was trying to make was it's if you're creating content that genuinely inspires you that you are genuinely proud of and genuinely adds something to the conversation or to your brand go for it but don't if it's stressing you out when a new update comes and you're going oh my gosh oh my gosh I need to keep up just really like take the time to think about how you actually can use it for your business as opposed to just oh a new update I must do something I don't think I'm wording that very well but I think for me it's very much like you really try and just tailor it to to what you want to say what actually matters to your brand as opposed to 
posting for posting's sake. Yeah, I agree. And I think I wrote down from one of your, from I think it was um, part five, saying create content that adds value for your customer and help shape and move the conversation forward. And I think that's, you know, that is the point, isn't it? You're right. A lot of people is regurgitating content and it all looks the same and it's just noise. And when you see the same post in a different color scheme six times in a row, it's probably not worth it. It's probably not going to do anything for your business. So you're absolutely right. It's almost about flipping the fact of using Instagram for your business rather than Instagram using you. Mm, 100%. And don't get me wrong, there's times where like, I mean, I was offline for about five weeks off Instagram and it it didn't like kind of came back with what I wanted to say, i.e. the letters and it was absolutely fine. And then I remember one of the letters didn't do well on Instagram in terms of, you know, you can tell whether a post does well, like within. And I remember thinking like this right here is why I'm writing this series because I'm so bloody proud of that letter. And it I could literally walk away from the fact that it hasn't actually done well on Instagram because I stood by every single word in that letter and then it's like people were still reading it and it's kind of like oh they've gone back and read it and all of this so it still got out there in its way it didn't have the same impact as some of the other letters but it was a case of that then I can walk away with my head held high as opposed to being so attached to like what that number's going to be I'm posting this because I really really want it to get a thousand likes like no like no you're posting it because you've taking the time to actually think about what the purpose of that bit of content is going to do for your target audience and my target audience for whilst I was writing that was for anyone that was found navigating Instagram a source of anxiety um and yeah just and it 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 kind of all almost reminds me of that word that I just I kind of when I think of it I think of you and its impact because I think you use it quite regularly and I think it just it it fits. I think for me, I'm like, fee, she can, she did impact. And that's exactly what that was. You wrote those things. You sat down to write them to have an impact, not, not to get a thousand likes on Instagram. And so how, and also to get it off my chest. <laughs> it's definitely selfish. <laughs> I, like, I was like, it was bubbling up inside me. I was like, oh Christ. I don't know about you. Well, but... I mean, if that works. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I like it. If something stresses me out, I like it. I can feel it bubbling up over a period of a few weeks. And that was probably bubbling up for about four or five months, that, that series. Like it really. And then it was a case of, right, I need to do something about this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm much more of a talker than a writer. I can't, I would not be able to communicate. So I would just have a podcast and just ramble I've done that a couple of times it's good it's good it is a good stress relief yeah, get it all right. out <laughs> and in terms of I'm just thinking of kind of the people that are listening in terms of not necessarily being so direct with how they could be using Instagram better for themselves to benefit themselves what can they be doing in terms of impact from from your perspective kind of from the outside in small business owners one-man bands you know, couples that are creating products at their kitchen table, what can they be doing that will benefit them in terms of, it's easy for us to sit here and say like, go and be on a platform that benefits you, only post when it benefits you and all of that kind of stuff. But what what do you think that they could be doing better in order to impact themselves, but actually make more of an impact on customers? Um, I think it's like, uh, it goes back to that, like, who are you doing it for thing? And is it making you happy? And I think that really becomes obvious, like when people are 
doing it for reasons that they believe in as opposed to launching a business for business sake like and that's where you see like the innovation and you see the tone of voice being quirky you can see like their personality coming out and just like having fun with it especially for small product-based businesses like there's so much competition out there and actually it does it boils down to like you know who who you are what your story is and I always use the example like just don't be afraid to just I remember speaking at top draw like in 2019 about this like if think about the mummy space right so many like products for the businesses created by new mums and normally the story goes like I had a baby and I couldn't find what I was looking for so I launched this organic vegan ethical thing and I always think of like do you remember um super nanny when we were on channel four she was joe what was yeah yeah but joe Joe someone but i remember being like i loved loved that show and i i use the example of super nanny to this audience because to me super nanny was everything a yummy mummy isn't right she was dressed in a power suit she was so stern hair slicked back and she she genuinely was a bit intimidating but mum's bought into that show because she knew what she was talking about and she added value and she made impact and it was a good impact even though she was terrifying and the thing is is like just don't be afraid to break the rules like if you are an ethical business which product-based businesses I just feel like you have to be making that positive impact now you have to be thinking about the planet you know like but don't be afraid to still have fun with it like you don't have to be all neutrals or you don't you can you can really just let your personality still come through without compromising on those things so if you are you know creating a product for babies but you swear a lot like own own it like don't pretend (laughs) Lorna just raised her hand um but don't don't pretend and I just think like that for me it goes um when I launched you did like millennial pink like girl boss boss babes 10 top tips to be a shit hot CEO like all of that was everywhere and it's like that just so isn't me so it's like black and white blah 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 and and it really bothers me like um when you see people copy tone of voice and stuff because you it's just so transparent like they've worked so damn hard to really kind of carve out what they stand for and who they are and their story and and when you see brands rip that off it's just kind of like it's it again it, it's just so transparent it will never do you well to yeah be like that so just my advice would be take the time out to work out who you are what you stand for and then own it 100% couldn't agree more because actually as well thinking about when people rip other people off it must be so exhausting like can you imagine getting out of bed in the morning and pretending to be somebody that you're actually not Mm. like it must be so tiring like how how do people keep it up like I'm knackered being myself like screw trying to be someone else yeah yeah, 100% (laughs) it is everywhere though it's it's just yeah um... and kind of one of the last things I wanted to pick up on and it kind of rolls on from that is um in part four of your letter one of your sequence was that it was talking around about the fear of staying silent and either being kind of one side of the the story or the other kind of being right or wrong or 
and not kind of being in the middle and us not being almost feeling like we're not allowed to learn lessons anymore. And I think that has been more apparent in the last year than ever before Mm. in terms of just everything. Like it's almost like we're just not allowed to be wrong about anything anymore. We're not allowed to kind of say, this is what I think without somebody kind of going, well, that's wrong. Yeah. And then us being silenced. And that's not cool. Yeah, 100%. I think my thing with that um, was just the rise in like this fear of being called out and this fear of getting it wrong that just became so apparent last year. Like it just became so noisy and so angry. Like the world felt angry for so many good reasons, don't get me wrong, but move the anger yeah. onto a platform like Instagram and it it polarises opinions and there's literally zero room or tolerance for nuance. And the thing is with those conversations is that, you know, they require, like systemic change, it doesn't happen overnight and it requires input from all voice, all voices, all, all people. Like it's not, you know, to really change narratives and that requires conversations and it requires people to learn and to learn it requires time to do that and so when you say to someone you know or call someone out and demand that they change straight away or we're going to cancel you and all the trolls off they go in in their thing and and go for it it's completely doing that whole conversation a disservice because we all need to be able to participate and get it wrong, but learn in that process. And and part of that, like Jamila Jamil is just like, she speaks to Elizabeth Day so, like that um, How to Fail episode is so incredible because like Jamila Jamil gets so much stick, but she is doing so much for women and non-binary people right now, so much. And what I love about her work is that she says it and even if she messes up, I say in inverted commas, because it's part of the parcel of of learning and being human. Be, yeah, being human and and you know, joining in those conversations. She says, I'd much rather join in that conversation, get it wrong, learn, but move that conversation forward because that just that bit where you do mess up, if you do, you might not, but if you do, at least you bloody said something, at least you're trying, as opposed to judging people that speak up and then get eaten alive, like, but (laughs) mate, you didn't say anything, do you know, so you have no right, and it goes, um, it's, uh, is it Roosevelt, or, oh shit, Brené, Brené Brown, like, quotes, one of the presidents I think it was Roosevelt I'm not sure but the whole thing about um getting in the arena like unless you're unless you're in this arena with me don't judge me and I think like that's the thing with Instagram everyone's so quick to judge so there's there's that and also before you judge people before you call people out before you go straight like screenshot and tag them in your stories and like firstly call in first like dm them just have a conversation like politely though everyone everyone has a backstory everyone has a reason and also look at your own actions look at your own history do you do you can you realistically tell me that you share the same opinions that you shared this time last year this time five years ago this time 10 years ago like I just find it mad that people are being punished for things that they did or said 
10 years ago yeah. when the world has come on such a long way and it just it's so easy to go they're they're wrong but actually we've all made mistakes and apply this all to businesses part and parcel of being a business owner is iterating and learning on the job making mistakes but you that's how your businesses grow that's and and so yeah I just think um we just need to be so much kinder and have and before we respond I think we need to all take the time to listen and also take a really long hard look at ourselves before we judge other people I literally couldn't agree more I think like with the there was a bit of an uprise with people being called out for something that they tweeted 12 years ago and being totally cancelled on it Mm. and I was just like they were probably at school at that point what what are you yeah what how are you judging somebody that's almost 30 based on what they were talking about and tweeting about and believed and valued when they were at school peer pressured and in probably the wrong group of people it just it's mind-blowing and I just would you agree that it's because we're all kind of online and we're all in this kind of constantly turned on not in that sense Me. <laughs> constantly switched on yeah. <laughs> kind of mode <laughs> yeah I think where we're just kind of all attached to our phones and it's everything's like so fast paced mm. and it's constantly go 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 yeah I think like they're just uh data wise the algorithm like it is just a um you know if you say something controversial that gets engagement right um I was actually reading an article yesterday that was saying that comments disagreeing with opinions are more common than agreeing therefore take a someone like Pierce Morgan the reaction they want that reaction and actually you're doing it by engaging with someone like him or Katie Hopkins you're doing them a service because you are boosting that engagement and you are and then they can go and you know take it to brands and say look at this um so angriness like it it pays off I've forgotten the question I'm going off on a tangent um (laughs) what what did why did you say it was like I did have a point so it's like something about do you think it's driven by the fact that we're all constantly online and the world's really fast paced yeah so then when you engage with that that obviously we see it more because the algorithm then boosts it our way so we're seeing all of these like clickbait captions that don't actually give that room for nuance right so there's that but then I also think that you know again limitations with social media take Twitter for example if you've got 250 or 280 whatever the character length is again you are forced to condense your opinions like a a conversation bloody hell I got into a debate with a friend on Saturday night we were ranting for about an hour like you have to have these conversations and discuss go back and forth like hash things out and when you're limited to a character limit of course there's going to be room for error and you're going to say not quite get the point across so there's that and then there's also the way I think I think we just need to get better at disagreeing like it's okay to disagree and mm. kind of learn to detach don't get me wrong it's so much harder <laughs> easier said than done uh but detach yourself your like again that sense of worth from whether you're right or wrong because like last year god how like, it was such a like a a needed year and it was so uncomfortable but like oh my god we all learned so much from it and you're never 
ever going to tick all the boxes and no one will ever get every single little thing right. There's an amazing quote that went round where it was like, yes, you might not be homophobic, but you are eating meat or you might, yes, you might be vegan, but you've got unconscious bias or like within you and all, all of this. And it was like every single one, like, yeah, you're not going to please everyone. We're not all these perfect people. And learning to just, yeah, just detach that kind of personal, I must win this fight. I'm right all the time. No, you're not. Like, And it's that just letting go and listening to people and being like, actually, they've got a really valid point there. Okay. Yeah. And just being okay with that and just being, you know, there are so many times I remember, I think it was probably politics related, if I can remember rightly. But that in itself, I'm, you know, there were so many people saying to me, like, I... I'm going to vote for this party. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, who are you voting for? And I was like, I'll have a conversation with you. If you're if you're willing to listen to my opinion, you're allowed to disagree with it. But I'm open to a conversation. Yeah. But the people that I was trying to have that conversation with were more interested in trying to get me to vote the same as them yeah. than just understanding where I was coming from. 100%. Politics is a great example. The way that plays out in the run-up to an election online, it's just like, you, like no. Like, no. Like, friends falling out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All kind, it, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't that change way. me as a person. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Still me. 100%. It's a really, uh, yeah, just, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I'll leave it there. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Um, I've just realised how long we've been recording and I really don't <laughs> want to take up all the time and I feel like we could talk forever. Uh, yeah. um, nuts. So one question that I have started asking the majority of my guests, which fits very nicely into your letters, mm-hmm. is what does success look like to you, Fee? Such a good question. Ooh, what was that? Did you hear that? It was like Sorry, a... I hit my mic. <laughs> oh, it was like a drum beat, like a drum roll. Um, what does success look like? Um, making a, making a, uh, you just said I use impact too much, <laughs> didn't you? Shit. Um, <laughs> no, I like it. I think it's good. I don't think it's, it's not, don't take it as a negative. No, no, I think, I, I think, I think it's that. I think it literally, to me, it's twofold. Right now I'm not earning enough to, for this to be sustainable. So like there is, there is a money thing. I'm not going to, deny that I think money is it's needed for businesses to be sustainable so I definitely think success to me is making the the women feel <laughs> use it just use the word impact I think for me it's like the, the the impact that I'm making at the moment like the messages we get like I I feel like that is a form of success so if I could tie that with a bit more money like the two come hand in hand I think I'll, I'll be onto the right tracks because I love my work um I think success will be getting it onto a just yeah just helping more fem- female business owners like really think about like what matters and be able to really stand on their own two feet and not feel the need or feel compelled to sign up to every single course out there or every listen to every single piece of advice but actually hone in on you know that um gut instinct and and just yeah really figure out like the success thing defining success on their own terms and yeah there's there's loads of I don't know it's such a complex question isn't it but success to me is like that it goes twofold it's making that impact and and helping the um 
women I want to help, but also financially get a bit more stability there. Love that. And I think that's really valid. And I think, you know, when somebody says, you know, what's your why, people automatically go for the feel good, the look looks good in public thing. Let's all be brutally honest. We all have two whys, probably. One is public facing and it's I want to do good and I want to help people Mm. my my why I want to help as many small businesses make digital marketing simple because so many people overcomplicate it and it really doesn't need to be that hard but also I need to be able to feed and clothe and house myself (laughs) and look after myself so one of part of my why is is selfish yeah but it's yeah yeah that's it it goes back to like that whole thing around conversations around making money like it's a part and parcel of being an adult right being a grown-up we kind of have to have it um but yeah I think like if it pretty much sucks but (laughs) yeah no definitely I do I do feel like um for me there's that that bigger success thing about like playing a part what however big whether you know we've got 200 or 500 or 5,000 business owners like coming together in the next bit like it's very much um playing our role in leveling that playing field though because everything you know that 49% of men earning more than self-employed women like that's just madness but like the investment stuff every every stat you look at how many men have pensions compared to women like everywhere you look the landscape is skewed so to me that's like if you're talking about why there's that bigger why there as well so as long as we can do our bit in that and I'll give that everything I've got like that will make me happy as well. And that is so, you know, I can see that every single time I see anything from She Can, She Did. Or the new brand name when it comes out next week. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So um, before I let you go, for anyone that doesn't know after this conversation, they've fallen in love with you, just like everybody I know that does know you. uh, And they would like to follow you, get to know She Can, She Did or sign up. Where can they find you? You know, what? online (laughs) (laughs) oh no um where can they find us well i'll be keeping the instagram name she can she did for a while while we made that transition um so yeah she can she did she can she did.com the name won't be changing too much um and the podcast is actually staying as she can she did so yes there love that absolutely love it i'm so excited to see the rebrand and what you come up with next i think you've done an incredible job up until this point personally thank you so much for running the midweek mingles because i don't think i would still be self-employed at this point if i had not have gone to one or two and yeah it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you thank you so much for your time fee oh no honestly lorna thank you i've loved it good did you get did you get your did you get it all out I did (laughs) I did I literally I feel like that was a good one so thank you (laughs) thank you so much for your time and I'll talk to you soon